1: Visit RedBarnInc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can.
0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on BlogTalkRadio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLight Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Rod. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for everything For information about slimming, shaping, and toning, we not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So, without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron Sr. here on April 12th of the year 2016. Welcome, everyone, and thank you again. For making us the number one internet health list, health radio show in South Florida, we I really appreciate your listening. I appreciate all the uh, uh, great comments you leave uh, on uh, on my email. And by the way, that email is docron docronradio at gmail dot com doc d o c r o n radio at gmail dot com. And thank you. And for all our listeners up there in the Northeast, I'm glad that snow is melting. We're doing just great here in sunny Southwest Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we're brought to you by Lipo Lake Naples. That is Dr. Ron Jr.'s uh, Rejuvenation Health Center located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in Suite Number 6 in Naples, Florida. The phone number there is 239-331-5886. Dr. Ron is a uh, chiropractor and a chiropractic neurologist, board certified, and he has the only uh, nitrogen chamber in South Florida. Always monitored uh, while you're in there and having great results with it. Uh, if you have the opportunity in your Southwest Florida and you suffer from cranny, the chronic pain syndromes, uh, the nitrogen chamber is a three-minute, three-minute treatment. And uh, you can see how it is done at uh, CryoNaples.com. And it's been on the Dr. Oz Show a number of times. And LeBron James has just purchased one for his home. A lot of the professional athletes are using it. So that's LipoLite Naples and Naples Cryo Spa. The phone number is area code 239-331-5886. So ladies and gentlemen, as uh, you saw from the... uh, Headlines, we're going to talk about statins, but in order to talk about statins, we have to talk about cholesterol, and we're going to go back uh, in history uh, to uh, talk about cholesterol, and Dr. Gerald Smith is going to be joining us, and he has uh, returned from a uh, holistic dental conference. He'll be bringing us up to date on those events, along with contributing uh, to the discussion of uh, cholesterol, and finally, how we were doped into using the statin drugs so before we go on with the show uh let's see if dr smith is here and then i want to just continue i want to continue on with a a little bit of what we started the the prior two weeks on thyroid uh, because there is connection to thyroid and blood sugar dr jerry smith is that you yeah, I'm here. Thank you
2: for inviting me uh, again.
1: Okay, you're always welcome. So let, me, let me just start out with uh, something that uh, just came to my attention this week, and it, it definitely dovetails on the, the prior two-week show that we did on thyroid. And, uh, you know, if, if you've watched your blood sugar creep up for years, and then one day, one day you get the news, it's not just creeping up anymore, it's just up. Uh you might be told you have pre-diabetes and dealing with it isn't something you can put off anymore and uh don't take uh, any action today and you're going to have real diabetes tomorrow and we'll do another uh episode on pre these prediabetes and pre states another time but when your sugar goes up what well, it must come down but that's not always true with blood sugar So I meant to say what goes up must come down. Not always true with blood sugar. As millions of Americans have learned the hard way, you can slam into a frustrating wall where absolutely nothing you do brings your sugar down quickly enough. Heck, some folks do everything right and their numbers rise. Well, dear friends, new research has shown how you can be betrayed by your own body in the battle of your blood sugar. Wait till you hear this. Because your thyroid could be thwarting your progress. Your thyroid is responsible for pumping out the hormones that help you, you with energy, right? And when it's not firing on all cylinders, you can feel slow, sluggish, and what else? Wiped out. It also slows your metabol- metabolism to a crawl. Remember, we said the thyroid is your gas pedal. So you gain weight more easily. And you face what? Insulin resistance a one-two punch that can set the stage for diabetes. So as a result, the new study finds low thyroid function overall will boost your risk of diabetes by 13%. But if you already have pre-diabetes, low thyroid function Will cause those odds to skyrocket to, wait to hear this, ladies and gentlemen, Forty four zero percent So, low thyroid function includes, of course, people with hypothyroidism. But even if you've been tested and, you, uh, and uh, your physician says it's perfectly normal, you're not in the clear, the study finds the risk kick in even if your thyroid function is at the low end of the normal range. And like Dr. Smith told us on the prior, prior two shows, the lab studies are not all they're meant to be, and we should be doing more basal body temperatures. So, you know, we need to find out, and we'll have a, <laughs> There's so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, this normal range. When you find out it's only based on the 2% of the upper and 2% of the lower range, leaving everybody else in the center, uh, God knows where. And we need to have normal ranges for thyroid function And uh, you need to help yourself a little bit, too, making sure your thyroid gets all the nutrients it needs. Remember, we talked about iodine and the amino acid L-tyrosine. So you need to have that in your supplement uh, uh, formula. And remember what we talked about. and Dr. Smith brought this up. Uh, We have to filter the water. Because two common additives in our tap water can shut your thyroid down, and that is chlorine and fluoride. They block iodine from doing its job. So I thought uh, just seeing this article this week, it just dovetailed into what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. So ladies and gentlemen, cholesterol. Have, you been, have we been talking about this for 30 years now? And has your ear been relentlessly bombarded with this message that cholesterol is practically a weapon of mass destruction and the main cause of heart disease?
2: Well, Ron, so, you know, heard, it's in, it's interesting. With with a low thyroid, you're going to have elevated cholesterol.
1: That's right. And we're going to
2: get into that. Exactly. I mean,
1: and we talked about that. We're going to get into that again because it all ties in. You know that the, the the symphony of our endocrine glands and cholesterol. I mean, it's just uh, it's amazing, right?
2: Yeah, and and the, most doctors you know, don't check it, so they just keep treating the symptom.
1: Yeah, well, that's what we're going to as as over the next few weeks because it's going to take a while uh, to get you to get you to understand about cholesterol and how it's uh, metabolized and what influences it. You know, we'll be talking about vitamin D. We'll be talking again about thyroid. And we're going to be talking about, and I'm going to let Dr. Smith talk to you again, about basal body temperature, you know, when you cannot always rely on the lab. And I want to also talk to you about Dr. Stephen Sinatra, a, a cardiologist. He used a lecture for the statin drugs, but uh, he's uh, come around to uh, not believe in the cholesterol story He calls it now a massive medical con job that has snookered doctors into uh, the practice of giving cholesterol medications and reaching some artificially established cutoff point where you need drugs uh, to prevent heart attacks even if you're totally healthy and not to worry the drugs are really very safe to take. Well as time goes on ladies and gentlemen We're going to tell you about the statin drugs, both from my perspective and from the Western Price organization that Dr. Smith will bring up. What these statin drugs really do, the tragedy, they say, is that by putting all of your attention on cholesterol, what? We've really ignored the real causes of heart disease, which are, in my opinion, inflammation, oxidation, sugar, and stress. And as we keep, we're going to be telling you over the next couple of weeks, these drugs are not so benign. So um, uh, Jerry, do you want to go ahead? Do you have anything you want to add to this? And then I just want to get get into the uh, uh, cholesterol facts that are worth knowing for our, our listeners, uh, and then we'll uh, see where that takes us.
2: Well, you know, basically 25, 30 years ago, um, If your cholesterol was over 240, you know, plus some of the risk factors such as smoking or overweight, that would be of concern to the physician. Uh, All of a sudden, arbitrarily, it's gone south and now, you know, they're pushing below 180. Well, most people that die of massive heart attacks have low cholesterol to normal cholesterol. So they're artificially, you know, changing the the parameters to force people you know into thinking oh if i don't get my statin drugs or keep my cholesterol down i'm going to be dead but they're actually pushing you towards the grave
1: exactly and you know it, it was really interesting that, it, that even the american heart association is somewhat reversing their stance on uh, on cholesterol and uh, uh they are reversing what they said with the, the cholesterol is not considered a nutrient concern for overconsumption and we'll get into why uh, your diet plays a minimal role in 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 cholesterol so contrary to what we have read in the media for years ladies and gentlemen dietary cholesterol itself is not the bad guy cholesterol guess what guess what it really keeps going it keeps your brain running cholesterol is particularly important for your brain function your brain makes up only two percent of your body weight, by body weight, but it contains a quarter, 25% of your body's cholesterol. And as Dr. Smith knows well, Dr. Broda Barnes, and if, if you look at his book that was written in the 70s, he, he says here on page 167, in humans at the time of birth, even the brain contain, contains the enzymes for producing cholesterol, and as a child develops develops much more cholesterol is added to the central nervous system so it is a vital nutrient vital nutrient for your brain
2: so and also other parts of the body too. all your cell membranes you know you have 80 to 100 trillion cells in the human body all the membranes need the cholesterol for maintaining its integrity
1: Exactly, and many many we're gonna we're gonna say he's right. Many neurons, the neurons, the, the nerve endings are encased in fatty covers called what we learned in medical school, and you learn in in biology class, myelin sheaths. Neurons are what like electrical wires, and the myelin sheaths are the insulation around the wire. They keep electricity contained in your nerve pathways. Allowing the messages and signals to move much more quickly. Well, myelin, ladies and gentlemen, is one-fifth cholesterol by weight. So eating plenty of cholesterol is crucial to maintaining the myelin in your neurons and keeping your brain signaling fast and efficient. That's why cholesterol deficiency is linked to a cognitive cognitive function decline, right?
2: Well, yeah, and also these low-fat diets are really killing us because... They're not supplying the the fats, the good quality fats to repair these, uh, you know, the cell membranes, the neurons. It, it's just really uh, a lot of disinformation that's being put out there.
1: Right. And, you know, that was another uh, instance of Dr. Ansel Keys who cherry-picked statistics in order to uh, prove a point about low-fat diet, and it, it is totally bogus. So, uh, you know, an excess of carbohydrates, particularly fructose, uh, is really uh, bad for your brain. And you know what else you need cholesterol for? You need it for your brain. You need it for sex hormones, ladies and gentlemen. Cholesterol is the building block for every single known sex hormone. That includes estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. So... You know, if you're you're not performing well, uh, you know you're probably your your cholesterol might be too low. And vitamin D is also essential for sex hormone production. And people who don't eat enough fat or cholesterol are often vitamin D deficient. Cholesterol is a key player in bile acid production. Bile acid helps to regulate fat, cholesterol, and glucose metabolism. It's also required for you to absorb fat-soluble vitamins. So here we go. Cholesterol is is thought to be a bad guy, but you need it for your brain and you need it for your sex hormones. So what exactly is cholesterol? Well, it's really not a fat, ladies and gentlemen. Cholesterol is not fat, though it travels through the bloodstream, excuse me, along with fats, and it's found in the fatty part of foods. Actually, cholesterol is a type of alcohol. That's called a sterol. It ends in O-L. Cholesterol is a sterol. It's in the alcohol family. So sterols have two distinct parts, one that dissolves in water and one that dissolves in fat. The split allows sterols, sterols to travel in water-based compounds like blood while carrying fat-based products. So the cholesterol is traveling
2: along with these guys, but cholesterol itself is not a fat. Ron, right. you know, what's also interesting, some of the researchers believe that cholesterol works like an antioxidant and people with low cholesterol are more prone actually to develop cancer.
1: Absolutely. Anything under 160. In fact, you know what? Let's just take a quick break and listen to what Dr. Uh, uh, Let's see if I have his clip here. Uh, Dr. Sinatra says about cholesterol numbers because he brings that out. That's just just only
0: a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen.
1: You
2: know, I think a
0: lot of people, when we go to the doctor and we get our physical or test done, everybody knows their cholesterol number and 200 is, the big number, either you're above or below, it's good or bad. Are those numbers something we really need to to pay attention to, or are they, uh, you know, different than than what we should be looking at?
3: It's sort of nonsensical in a way, because we focus on numbers and we don't treat patients. (laughs) And I'm a big fan of treating patients, not numbers. But look, the average cholesterol in a Frenchman is 250 to 275, and they have one of the lowest incidences of coronary artery disease in Western Europe. Uh, I mean, uh, if if you have familial hypercholesterolemia, where you have a gene that, that causes cholesterol to soar, and your cholesterol numbers are 300, 400, uh, yeah, it, it, it makes a difference, you know, at those levels. Uh, and you know, I do recommend treating these people aggressively when, when they have poor genetics. If they have two genes, we call it the recessive type. It's fortunately it only occurs in about one in a million, but these people these kids actually don't survive. They have cholesterols of you know, 1,000, and you get, you know. But when, when you have a cutoff number of 200, you know, plus or minus 50, who cares? I mean, that's the way I look at it. I mean, who cares? I mean, look, the bottom line with cholesterol is, is that it is very, very important for the immune response of the body. Uh, people with higher cholesterols have less respiratory infections, they have less, less gastrointestinal infections. Higher cholesterol protects the brain. You know, it, it lubricates the skin. We we, we form vitamin D from uh, from when 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 the sunlight hits the skin with cholesterol. So, you know, it's it's something that we need in the body. It's vital for digestion with bile salts. So, um, the numbers game is really uh, a smokescreen. It's 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 not a good situation to look at numbers. Uh, You know, when it comes to diabetes or hemoglobin A1C or blood
0: sugars, I
3: like numbers there because numbers do tell the truth, but numbers don't tell the
0: truth on cholesterol. Is it a different story when you break it down into HDL and LDL, good and bad cholesterol? Are those numbers more important? Yeah, I mean, it's an oversimplification, uh, but remember,
3: HDL is vital for the immune system. Uh, the higher your HDL generally, but there's dysfunctional HDLs as well. A lot of people don't realize that. You can have a dysfunctional HDL in your body, uh, especially when people have very, very high HDLs, you know, over 100, 120. Some of it can be dysfunctional. Um, but basically, if you have a decent HDL, uh, let's say over 50, like from 50 to 75, I think it's ideal uh, for people. What I don't like, especially in men, is low HDLs like 20, 25, 30. As a cardiologist, I can tell you, I can tell you from my own personal experience that these men get into trouble with inflammation and coronary artery disease, especially if they smoke. And uh, this was seen in in the uh, West of Scotland study where they looked at these high-risk men who were smoking, particularly with low HDLs. And the reason being is HDL, um, not only is it vital for immune system uh, support, but it thins the blood. In other words, the higher your HDL, the more affinity you have for your blood cells or your, your, your red blood cells to be more slippery. In other words, they can slide you know, easier through the spleen. We call it blood rheology. So HDL is related to the thinning of blood, and it's very, very important because, again, the, the thicker your blood, if your blood's like red ketchup, you are more prone to clot your blood in the brain or the heart stroke or heart attack and, you're more, and and basically thicker blood uh, it can also result from the inflammatory process and we know that inflammation is the root cause of arthrosclerosis not high cholesterol
1: so ladies and gentlemen I thought he was going to mention in that clip about the blood uh, cholesterol of under 159 which is definitely like Dr. Smith said definitely associated with uh, cancer so I uh, You know, and and then there's two things uh, that you'll hear from us next week, and one is about blood thinning. And because you don't really hear from your physicians about blood viscosity and inflammation, which are, in my opinion and the opinion of the people that I read, the root causes of the disease, not the high cholesterol. The cholesterol is a reaction to the inflammation, like dr smith said earlier is an, it's anti-inflammatory it's trying to heal so uh you know you need cholesterol ladies and gentlemen you need it for your brain you need it for your digestion you need it for intestinal health uh and if you don't have it and you're, you could also be influencing your neuropathy and, and your nerve endings so um Dr. Smith, you have anything else to add on cholesterol? Uh,
2: Basically, your adrenal cortex pumps out over 60 different hormones, which you had alluded to earlier, and every one of them needs cholesterol, plus the fact that the liver produces 80% of the body's cholesterol, and it's it's needed to literally cleanse the cells of the liver to pull toxins out. So, you know, it it has a vital role, and, and unfortunately, When they talk about cholesterol, they don't emphasize the the positive aspects of it.
1: Exactly right. So what are the facts, ladies and gentlemen? The body makes cholesterol as needed. And when you eat more in your diet, the body makes less. If you eat less, the body makes more. On average, 85% of blood cholesterol is made in the body while the rest comes from food. So 15% from your diet, ladies and gentlemen. And you can have different levels of cholesterol at different times of the do you know your cholesterol goes up in the winter and down in the summer? Did anybody yeah, ever I mean, tell when you that? They,
2: yeah, when they analyzed the hibernating bears, their cholesterol was like at 400.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, you know, when people, uh, it, it's different times of the day. Uh, so when you have your cholesterol checked, are you fasting? What time of the day? What type of consistency are the results that your physician is looking at? You know, and cholesterol increases when you have an infection or mental stress. And but guess what? It also increases during and after a heart attack. So there are a lot of facts about cholesterol that are worth knowing. And one reason for these variables is that cholesterol serves as a healing agent. The body produces cholesterol when there is healing to be done. So the level can fluctuate depending on time, weather, season, exposure to environmental agents and toxins, and basically what's going on in your life. So uh, the endothelium, that's the lining of the blood vessels, if they become injured, they're exposed to a toxic chemical, an infectious agent, inflammatory substances you know what happens the liver picks up the signal and it dispatches the low density lipoproteins et cetera. not to get into the basic chemistry but it ba- the cholesterol hormones shoot up so you have to be aware of when you have your blood tested you know try and have it done at the same time the same conditions because lots of influence your cholesterol level so uh gosh there's so much about cholesterol ladies and gentlemen uh uh Dr. Stephen Sinatra, if you have a chance to look him up. He's a great cardiologist here in Florida, written a lot about it because he was on the other side at one time uh about cholesterol. And uh it's not uh as it's not a bad thing. It's something that's normal. It's something that the drug companies have taken a blood test and made it a disease, which uh they, they are quite fond of and quite good at doing. So I know. I know. When I first opened my medical practice over 50, 50 years ago, you know, cholesterol was three hundred. We didn't think anything of it. Uh, I think, uh, and people uh, are the same. Heart attack is uh, heart attack rates are the same because we never got to the basic cause of what causes a heart attack. So we alluded to it today. Doctor Smith alluded to it. It's inflammation and so forth, and we're and we'll have to get into that. Okay, you know, we, we did talk about your liver makes about 75 to 85% of your cholesterol, we'll talk about the different types of protein, and uh, your total cholesterol level, ladies and gentlemen, is not a great indicator of heart disease, okay, not a great indicator, but because, you know, not like the American Heart Association, they, they say cholesterol should be less than 200, well, that's that is uh, a, that's worthless in determining your risk for heart disease. Okay, so we beat up a little bit on cholesterol. We talk, we'll talk a little bit more about high-density HDL versus low-density LDL. Um, and I was just wondering something else I read this week, Dr. Smith, and it's from the British Medical Journal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is equivalent like to our New England Journal of Medicine. This was published April 12, 2016. And the title of the article is The Effect of Statins on Average Survival in a Randomized Analysis. Okay? And I'm just going to read you the conclusion. Statin treatment results in a surprisingly small average gain in overall survival within the trials running time. For patients whose life expectancy is limited or who have adverse effects of treatment, withholding statin therapy should be considered because why? Resulted in only one to three days extra life expectancy with all the all the side effects you're gonna hear in in, in, in the coming hours of this program. So for a minimal life expectancy, you can have all the uh, side effects of the statin drugs, which are not limited just to muscle pain, but they're associated with cataracts. Uh, even obesity. Diabetes. And, and one that you don't hear too much about, but it is, they are associated with ALS. All right, Jerry, what do you got for me? What do you got on... on well, uh, go this
2: a, a study with rodents, and they said that th- The statins cause cancer in every one of them in the study. So this stuff is toxic. You know, it it creates a pancreatitis, the the statins. And it's also very, very uh, contributory to depression, suicide, and violence. Uh, There was a a study done in Finland where they had 29,000 men, and they found that low cholesterol levels were associated with increased risks of hospitalization due to depression and of death from suicide. So, I mean, you know, they discount you know all these adverse side effects. You know, because they mumble it during the uh, advertisement, and they give you two lines that it may be beneficial to you.
1: Exactly. And
2: ha- and, and I think the diabetes uh,
1: complication of statin drugs is something we should really be worried about. Uh, it's a real it's a real side effect. And one thing you that, know, you know, that
2: coupled, Ron. Yeah, that coupled with yeah. the. The so-called the genetically modified foods, the the soy, the corn, the the grains, the glycemic index on these foods are like through the roof. So you're, you're to, you know creating high levels of sugar just from the these Franken foods. Then you have the the statins, which are creating the pancreatitis. It's a prescription for for a disease process.
1: Absolutely, and 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 we're not talking about it enough. We're not we're still talking about what statins are. Uh, benign. They are not benign drugs. They're not only not benign, they're quite expensive in adding to our healthcare. They do, they're not adding to our quality of life. Again, this British Medical Journal, which I see a lot here, uh, this is an article, this is a summary from another British Medical Journal last year. Diabetes is linked to an increased risk of heart disease. So statin therapy, along with blood pressure medications, including Yeah, water pills and beta blockers have to be used to manage these cardiovascular risk factors. But the results of recent data have linked both long-term use of statins and long-term use of diuretics to what? An increased diabetes risk. So here we go. You know, you you use statins for cholesterol, you develop diabetes, and now you double your risk of uh, getting more heart disease.
2: Well, the big thing with the statins is that it lowers your coenzyme Q10, which, you know, weakens your heart muscle. So, you know, the thing that's so despicable is that Pfizer actually had a patent with their statin drugs that included coenzyme Q10, and they just put it on the shelf and wouldn't let it out.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I did have a, a reference to that patent number. People don't believe it. In fact, I'm to, as we're speaking. I'm going to pull it up, and he, Doctor Smith, is absolutely 100% right. Uh, Merck Sharp and Dome did have a patent on a on the drug uh, to combine CoQ10 with a uh, with a statin drug. I, I have it here, and I have yeah, it in they my. They shelved it. Yeah.
2: Heart.
1: Yeah, and it, this is a real thing. Okay. You know, all right, here, you know what, here, here, Jerry, let me just give this to our listeners sure. because they, maybe they think we, we make some of this stuff up. But you can look it up on the U.S. patent website. That's USPTO.gov. Look up patent numbers, 4,929,437, and look up 4,933,165, and you will find the patent for CoQ10 and MEVICOR. Never made the market. Why do you think that is? Why didn't they sort of ever cut down on that?
2: drug sales.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And it, it cut, they cut into their bottom line. That's why. And they're, right. they're selling $20 billion worth of these drugs a year. So uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I just read that myself, and I've jotted down the patent numbers in case anybody says, "Well, you know, these these doctors and Doctor Smith are making this up." Well, <laughs> go go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So we we really don't need all this uh, all these statin drugs. I mean, we really don't need them, uh, and especially the newer ones, the injectable ones that cause you know. Uh, cost thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a year. Hello, you know. So they can cause diabetes. You know, uh, they can actually cause. it's something that's going to blow your mind, ladies and gentlemen. There is a journal called atherosclerosis. Okay, I am going to give you the, the reference number now. It was this article was published in the year twenty twelve. November. And here, you wait to hear this statin use and coronary artery plaque composition. And the bottom line of this study is wait to hear this, ladies and gentlemen. This is almost too hard. You can't believe it. Statin use is associated with an increased prevalence and extent of coronary plaques possessing calcium. So not only now that you have a plaque, now you're adding more calcium to that plaque. So what's that going to do, ladies and gentlemen? That's mm-hmm. going to narrow that artery even more. I mean, you just make can't make stuff up. Yeah, you can't make it up.
2: Right.
1: Cannot make it up. And Dr. Smith mentioned about vitamin D, but how about vitamin K2? Sure. You know, it, 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 it's it and in use inhibits vitamin K2. And ladies well, and know, gentlemen. It's have, interesting.
2: It, vitamin K2 literally pulls calcium out of tissue where it doesn't belong.
1: Exactly, but how many people have ever even heard about K two? How many of them talk to their healthcare providers about?
2: Most of the providers uh, aren't even aware of it.
1: Exactly. So you know when you, you know, when we get into talking about vitamin D, we're, D, and especially D three, we're going to be talking about, about K two. But uh, statins inhibit inhibit the synthesis of K two, and not this was a, this study that I'm looking at was published in March of 2015. Okay, and a review of clinical pharmacology. So there are lots of mechanisms involved. I don't have to bore you with that, but it, they re, even reviewed a study from 2009, a Dutch study uh, that that showed that if you increase your vitamin K2, K2, what does it do? Like Dr. Smith said, reduces vascular calcification. Wow, isn't that incredible? Yeah, a drug actually reduced yeah, the calcification, and work. I'm telling you that statin drugs can increase it. Yeah. Incredible. So, you know, statin drugs also they cause mitochondrial damage. Did you hear anything about mitochondria in
2: your in your uh, your conference this week? Yeah, but basically it's it's a pollutant, and you know, without the CoQ10, your your mitochondria yeah. can't produce the ATP and the energy.
1: There you go, and there, if you don't have ATP, you can't have good muscle function. Okay. Well, you know,
2: and it creates without the CoQ10. The statin drugs basically make your muscles and ligaments weak, and it also creates a paresthesia, numbness, loss of sensitivity. People have had accidents because they didn't realize that their foot was on the gas pedal, or you know, or wasn't on the brake, and you know, it created accidents. It's, it, it's nuts. It's. You know, it's something that you couldn't write a crazier scenario in a sci-fi movie. <laughs> I know.
1: I mean, you, you were. I'm reading these articles one after another, and I'm going, "Why? Why didn't somebody ask some basic questions? You know, the, about how these work and why we're doing it? Why? What? What? What does this really mean about cholesterol? What? Did, what nobody. Nobody asked the questions. So they're not paid to think. Yeah, well, that's something else, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever haven't visited the website Docs for Dollars or Dollars for Docs dot org, you should see that. And if you see which one of your physicians is uh, on the take from uh, uh, the the drug companies, Docs Dollars for Docs is called. Okay, well, jeez. Take a five second break here before we get get our thoughts together again because this was such a great subject. There's so much to talk about that uh, sometimes I even will lose my thoughts. But here's a little another blurb from Dr. Uh, Sinatra
0: about statin drugs. So, Dr., talk about what happens when the statin drugs are are in your system and you're lowering cholesterol because you said it's not necessarily good or bad. So, what is exactly going on in your body? when it's being artificially lowered like that? Well, what's happening is, is that I've read statistics that if your cholesterol level is lower than 160, you have a, a greater potential to have cancer. See, mm-hmm. cholesterol is the main steroid building block for all the steroids in your body. Sex hormones, mineral hormones, blood sugar hormones. So the reason that people get pain when they're on a statin drug is they're taking the cholesterol out of your body that's used to make cortisone. So your adrenal glands are the key gland. There are two adrenal glands, one on top of each kidney. They're about the size of a walnut. The adrenal glands make natural cortisone, they make androgens, which are sex hormones, and they make what we call mineral corticoids. A mineral corticoid helps reabsorb minerals inside of your body. So if a patient comes into my office and they have large pupils big pupils. Mm-hmm. So I look them right in the eye and their pupils are big. I know they like to eat sugar. That is the patient who says to me, oh, Dr. Baba, I just taking a shower and my back went out. So I was asking what they had to eat the night before, what did they have for breakfast. They usually have something sweet, which compromises the adrenal gland function. Well, those adrenal glands have to make cortisone. So when they take cholesterol out of your body artificially, that's why one of the side effects are pain syndromes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Scott, I've really been blessed. I've written seven books, and one of my books is about sex and romance. When somebody takes a statin drug, the cholesterol that's used to make sex hormones is also taken out of the body. That's why men have erectile dis- dysfunction, or one of the reasons. But we have an answer for that. I'm being sarcastic right now. It's another pill, mm-hmm. and this pill costs $20 per pill. Mm-hmm. So it's coming to my mind. You know, the very first thing that God told Adam to do, be fruitful and multiply. I never would have thought that I would be taping a program talking about sexual dysfunction in America and that's how or the whole world and that's about all procreation. So we are so unhealthy right now that we have to take a medication to procreate. Hmm. That's a sign of a, a society that's in poor health. Hmm. How'd you like that?
2: Well, yeah, he he hit hit on the real sore spot because there's a lot of people with erectile dysfunction, and and it's too much sugar, which then, you know, reduces the nitric oxide production, so you can't get the circulation.
1: There you go. I mean, and then, then, but we have a drug for that. We have a drug for that. Mm. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. This is just, uh, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, we, we're we going to be talking about cholesterol and statins and vitamin D for weeks because you just can't make it up. There's a uh, Dr. Brownstein who is really good with statistics, and uh, he's the one that really brought out about the, the way the drug companies use uh, absolute risk versus relative risk. And I'll try and give you my simplistic uh, uh, explanation is if you have... A hundred people, and uh, they're taking a statin drug, and two die. And you have a hundred people, they're not taking any drug, and one die. Well, the drug companies use what they call relative risk. So one in one group, two in the other, that's the first – I'm sorry, I had it the opposite way around. The people – the only one dies in the statin group, two dies in the group taking a sugar pill. So they're going to say, well, that 50% less people die taking the statin drug versus the sugar pill, right? Two in the sugar pill group, one in the statin group. But really, it's only a tenth of a percent. It's only one out of 100 versus two out of 100. But no one has been asking – what is the absolute risk for taking a drug or what is the absolute risk you're talking about? Don't just give me the relative risk. And there's been a new study out uh, about uh, statin drugs again. And again, uh, it said increases your life expectancy by 30%. Well, it really didn't. That was the relative risk, not the absolute risk. And that study I was, about is the, the British Medical Journal uh, that I r- earlier uh, talked to you about, looking at statin medications from two to six years. Well, they reported that if you take a statin medication for two to six years to prevent the first heart attack, primary prevention, your death will be postponed by an average of 3.2 days. All right. If you already suffered a heart attack and are taking a statin to prevent another cardiac event, secondary prevention, your death would be postponed 4.1 days so you need to take a statin medication which poisons as we've been talking to you about crucial enzymes and other things in your body for 2 to 6 years to live a few more days well Well, the other problem,
2: you know, Ron is when they're taking the statins for 2 or more years, you get an increase of 4 to 14 fold for developing idiopathic polyneuropathy which is Nerve damage, and unfortunately, uh, that nerve damage is irreversible. So, yeah, you may live a you know a couple of days extra, but you're you're not going to have a quality of life. That's for sure. Exactly, and again, if we go back to the science,
1: what did we talk about earlier in the show? The cholesterol is necessary for the myelin sheets You don't have that myelin sheet there, you 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 set yourself up for other neuropathy, which which is painful, uh, and. uh and what's that going to cause? That's going to cause you to take another drug and other treatments, right?
2: Well, that and then also dizziness is another side effect of the statins because it it, it lowers the uh, your blood pressure.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it is a toxic drug for an extra two well, to four days of life.
2: Yeah, and the other thing that I don't think we touched on this time around was the cognitive impairment, the brain damage. It just. You know, you're losing your marbles when you start with these drugs.
1: Absolutely, definitely. There's no doubt it causes dementia. You need, you know, we talked about cholesterol is it twenty makes up twenty five percent of your brain, even though your brain only weighs uh, is two percent of your body weight. So, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's been. I have a, a folder on uh, statins and dementia that I I couldn't even begin to go through it. I I stopped adding to it because it's just taking up too much room in my study. So when,
2: you know, I had a personal experience with a, a woman that I was dating and she was teaching at a college level and the her cardiologist had her on a statin drug and, and one of the dates that we were on, she was telling me that for 25 years, you know, she was mentioning a certain word in her vocabulary and she said one day she said, couldn't even remember the word. And I said, well, you stay on a statin drug, you won't remember your name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? It's a sad truth. I mean, we, you know, you laugh about it, but it's so sad, you know, uh, and I wrote something here. I say that, uh, a big pharmaceutical master's feed uh You, uh, uh, the, you being the practicing physicians, a steaming pile of bull, they'll break out the forks and knives and chow down as though it's pumpkin pie. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not, uh, the the statin drugs are just horrendous, uh, just being washed down our throat. Heck, the FDA has even issued a warning over what Dr. Smith just told you about memory loss and statins. And guess what? A study actually found that statins quadruple the risk of uh, of memory loss. Okay? Quadruple your risk of memory loss. Is that worth it? You know, they did a study, and they, they, they even though it quadrupled your risk, they, the drug companies that came out with another study, but they didn't compare statin users to non-statin users. They included in the small group of patients other type of cholesterol drugs. So they were comparing statin drug against statin drugs because they, 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 they influenced the uh, the group. So it's really pretty bad. And you know what, before I forget to, let me just mention one thing. If by chance, if by chance, you are taking a cholesterol-lowering drug, grapefruit, ladies and gentlemen, it's a no-no. It can block an enzyme that breaks down uh, the statin-type drugs, causing extremely dangerous levels of these medications to be released in your bloodstream. So you heard us talk about how they are dangerous by themselves. But add a grapefruit, and uh, you'll get even more dangerous levels of of that drug in your system. So please be careful. Um, Okay, so cholesterol, necessary for health, adrenals, sex hormones, brain. uh, Necessary for vitamin D, which will also help you with heart failure and diabetes. Necessary for uh, lots of functionings in your skin. Uh, and it's it's something that is only influenced by your diet 15 percent of the time. The rest is, has to do with your liver. So you know when you take a statin drug, you are actually essentially poisoning your liver. So we have to uh, really be 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 careful about it. And uh, I'll see what Doctor Smith has. And we should talk a little bit more about nmr i have i have some articles on that the that's a new way if you're going to get your blood tested you might as well get it done properly and and know what the good particles are the bad particles the big particles the small particles so you can make an informed decision if you're the one or two percent of people that really need these 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 medications
2: well, one of the things with dialysis patients has showed that those that had the higher cholesterol levels actually had a lower mortality than those with the low cholesterol.
1: Yeah. Repeat that again.
2: Patients undergoing dialysis with, for kidney problems, the ones that had yeah. a higher cholesterol level actually had lower mortality than those with the low cholesterol. So you're better off with a high cholesterol if you're getting dialysis. <laughs>
1: All right, because I'm looking at another study where I was going to talk about that the authors found that those with lower LDL cholesterol and triglyceride levels had significantly elevated mortality risk when compared to patients with higher LDL. That's supposed to be the bad one, and triglyceride levels. In fact, lower LDL cholesterol levels less than 110 and triglycerides less than 62.5. Were predictive of a thirty-day mortality. The lower levels were associated with sixty-five percent increased mortality. I mean, Jerry, you can't make it up. I know, cannot make it up. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm not making it up. Here's the, I'll give you the the citation. It's American Heart Journal, two thousand and nine, number one fifty-seven. I mean, I'm not making it up. It's it's out there. It's out there for your healthcare providers. It's out there for them to look it up and check it out. And gosh, you know, I heard I was at a, a dinner party the other night, and a 85 year old says, "Yeah, I just uh, they just started me on on a statin because my st- my cholesterol is too high." I I I read a lot of journals, ladies and gentlemen. I read a lot of summaries too. I have not seen any evidence that anyone over age 75 will benefit from a statin drug you know unless you're that one percent that has the double recessive gene but this guy is on a drug and he said oh the doctor says it's going to save my life well i'm i i was not about to ruin the dinner party but i could have given him a a few a few few things to tell that physician you know the other thing uh jerry since you you're you're basic training was dentistry. The root canals can also interfere with all this stuff, can it?
2: Well, absolutely. Um, You know, some some of the breakdown products of the nerves are like mustard gas, derivatives of it. So any chemical Ah. toxin, you know, is going to cause the adrenals to keep firing uh, and the adrenals to meet the demand of the emergency uh, levels of toxicity have to pump out the 60 different hormones. So, you know, this is why... um, I don't buy into that China study where they were showing, you know, the extremely low cholesterol was of health benefit. You know, the Chinese, you know, they don't have thousands of dollars of exotic dentistry being done to preserve dead organs in the mouth. And when you have all this fancy dentistry with galvanic currents, with toxic bisphenol A coming out from the the white resin materials, and you have the recurrent decay in the jawbone, uh, and from the toxins coming out from the root canal teeth, your adrenals they can't quiet down.
1: Interesting, interesting. So, not to get off the subject cholesterol, but there is a there is a definite uh, correlation between dental health and 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 cardiovascular health. Is that true?
2: Oh, they've known that since the '30s. You know, well, Weston Price did the impeccable research. In fact, they would take infected teeth and put them under the skin of a healthy rabbit, and the rabbit will come down with the same disease that the patient had.
1: Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, uh, it's not a, a simple s- subject, uh, but it is simple when you when it is explained to you that cholesterol is necessary for health, necessary for, for uh, you to uh, keep going. It has a function in your body. And next week we'll talk about inflammation, especially chronic inflammation, uh, and how that affects your body, and why your body would put, you know, a raise your cholesterol because it's going to try and heal it. And we'll talk about some about this rheology, about blood viscosity, and why a lot of uh, stents are put at bifurcations. That means where, where arteries branch, and why, why, why is that? and what can we do about it and something i have not talked to dr smith about but something that i'm practicing more this this year is earthing or grounding i think uh those of us uh, fortunate enough to live in a warmer climate and now in the northeast when it is getting warmer uh we should probably touch on the on the uh on the grounding or earthing principles and uh, jerry are are you are you familiar with walking in your bare feet and getting grounded to the earth
2: Well, the Indians did it for hundreds of years. You know, all of a sudden, we got a new discovery. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: But, you know, what what we do know about, though, it does thin your blood. (laughs) But At least we know why they did it, right? Exactly. Yeah, we know why they did it. That's funny. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, well, I'll tell you, I don't know where the time goes when when Dr. Smith's on the show. Uh, We talked about cholesterol what it does in your body, why it's important. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about the statistics uh, because I, to be honest with you, a lot of this got, I have so many papers on cholesterol and statins. I, I lost some of them. Uh, but, you know, I think we gave you the basic, basic message about cholesterol. Statins basically are, are a drug that was created for a disease that did not exist. they, They created the disease to sell statins. Now that being said, do not stop it without talking to your healthcare provider because statins in a subset of patients are critical for their health and they are anti-inflammatory. So if you have a normal cholesterol and you have a stent in your body, that statin might be indicated for you, uh, but you have to be aware of the side effects of the drug. Uh, so uh, uh, anything to add to that? Did I miss anything in that little summary?
2: Not in that summary, but I just wanted to throw out a little um, a pearl. You know, when they're trying to prevent heart attacks, you know, one of the big uh, common denominators is the use of aspirin. But most people don't realize that there's many adverse side effects of aspirin, if, which include, you know, gastrointestinal bleeding, Uh, risk of macular degeneration, cataract formation, risk of pancreatic cancer and acid reflux, asthma attacks, kidney damage, liver problems, ulcers, anemia, hearing loss, allergic reactions, vomiting, diarrhea, dizziness, and even hallucinations. And the the thing that these uh, doctors don't realize, the same study that showed that the aspirin could be a benefit in preventing heart attack, there was an increase in stroke in those that were taking the aspirin.
1: Right, they had an increase in hemorrhagic stroke. And God right. forbid if if you're elderly and you fall and you're on aspirin as quote-unquote preventative, uh, you can really do some damage to your brain. Yep. So that, that's that's actually a good, good point. And, uh, you know, there's lots of doctors out there telling you you should pop an aspirin. There's no problem. But it's just wrong. Uh, taking an aspirin every day is not safe.ly It, is, I mean, it could Puts you in uh, danger, as Dr. said, for a, a deadly stomach bleed or a hemorrhagic stroke.
2: Well, you know, a good it, substitute is just good organic cinnamon. People don't realize it, that the, the spiced cinnamon thins the blood, prevents it from being sticky. It also um, helps to control uh, blood sugar issues, and it's also an anti inflammatory, and it helps make your food taste better.
1: Yeah, I, I I like that. I like that a lot. It's a great anti-inflammatory, great for arthritis, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, a detox drink that I, I use is uh, I use ozonated water. Of course, it's chloride and fluoride free. I do put cinnamon in it. I do put organic apple juice. Uh, I do put in some uh, curcumin and some organic local honey. Ladies and gentlemen, great detox drink. Before meals uh, and uh, two, three times a day, great drink. And it has that anti-inflammatory that Dr. Uh, Smith just talked about. So be careful of aspirin, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he, he brings up a great point. It can cause uh, ulcers and bleeding. And I, I don't know what he brought, he, he mentioned, but I, we see here in Florida, is hearing loss ringing in the ears. Uh, people say, why are my ears ringing? Well, there's... You know, because if you tell a person to take an aspirin a day, they'll they'll think two is better. So uh, be careful. It's not a miracle in a bottle, it's more like a pig in a poke. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Dr. Uh, Jerry Smith uh, for his expertise. And we didn't talk about his recent uh, uh, postgraduate seminar, but we will do that next week. I do want to say that you know we always have an attitude of gratitude on this show, and our appreciation of something ripens into true enjoyment when we apply gratitude. Without gratitude, it's easy to look, lose track of the goodness in our life. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, next week we'll continue with uh, cholesterol and statins and anti-inflammatory, and. Uh, We'll hope Dr. Smith can make it back. And let's talk about some chronic inflammatory conditions that uh, would make your cholesterol go up. And let's talk a little bit more about cholesterol numbers. Uh, I don't like to talk a lot about cholesterol numbers because they are not that important unless you have a genetic uh, problem. But you should be, uh, if you go for physical, you're going to see those numbers and we should uh, give you a little uh, education on, on what they mean. So, Dr. Smith, any any uh, closing thoughts here, and uh, we'll sign off for the week and come back next week with this uh, the subject.
2: Well, yeah, the the best anti-inflammatory uh, substance you can get is a good ginger, good natural, you know, uh, herbs, and uh, keep yourself alkalized, uh, which is really interesting. As a quick aside, we had a patient, 92 years old, with uh, ovarian cancer, and uh, a simple combination protocol of baking soda and molasses has dramatically reduced her symptoms and shrinking the tumor. It's too simple. Any any kind of molasses
1: organic molasses? Yeah, organic
2: Uh, molasses. Basically, you take it first thing in the morning. There's all protocol. If you want, we could put up the link on your website. But if you take it first thing in the morning when your blood sugar is low, the cancer cells suck up the molasses, and bringing the baking soda inside the cancer cell, it increases the alkalinity, gets it up to about 8.5 after about 15 days, and it kills the